Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm a writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next, in honor of Indy 500 week, it is Connor Daly, who led the most laps in last year's Indianapolis 500. Now, um, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, uh, hopefully you're hearing this before the race. If not, if you're listening to it um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, probably the Indy 500 has already happened by the time this gets posted there because it's uh, delayed by a week. But um, hopefully you will find it interesting. And maybe, maybe just maybe, Connor Daly will have had a great performance at the Indy 500 and it'll be extremely timely even uh, the week after the race. So uh, either way, uh, he's he's an extremely fun guy to talk to. And um, he's recently started a new podcast called Speed Street that um, I'm personally a big fan of. I really love listening to it. And uh, I recommend it for anybody that loves racing podcasts as well. So we'll get into that a little bit uh, during this conversation. But without further delay, let's listen to the 12 questions with Connor Daly. All right, everybody. I'm back with Connor Daly on the 12 questions. Uh, I always like to have Connor on because, Connor, you're just one of the best personalities in all of racing, I think. So thanks for coming back. No problem, man. Thank you. Very nice of you to say that. <laughs> not not to set you up for failure here. If like now it's like going to be a boring interview or something, but you know, one word answers only. Yes. <laughs> uh, the first one, Connor, is uh, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? That's a very interesting question. How I feel about it is that there's a button for a reason. So if you want to use it, feel free. Um. But man, if, if you're sitting in the back, it's, that's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) I actually usually never recline unless I have been lucky enough to be in first class. Yeah. Well, then you don't have to, you don't have to feel as guilty if you're in first class because you know, the person's going to have plenty of room behind you. You know, I'm a people person. I like to think about what people think around me and I I just don't want to be that guy that gets frowned upon. Yeah. I, I tell you, totally feel you on that. Um, Number two is, uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Uh, I mean, in Indianapolis, I would say every now and then is probably the best way to put it. Anywhere else in the country, never. <laughs> okay, okay. Are, are you getting like the uh, the people who stare in Indianapolis, or do they, they feel like they can just come up to you and say hi? Oh, everyone says hi in India. Everyone's nice, so... Um, there, there's a couple people who sometimes don't like there was a lady on the airplane uh, yesterday coming back from Charlotte or on the way to Charlotte. And I was talking to my friend who was actually sitting behind me and uh, she just kind of like literally just took a photograph of me. And I was like, I can see you. And then, <laughs> and then afterwards, 
which is fine i guess but it's also like i'd rather have you be like hey like how's it going and then like say like can i get a picture <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> oh man she's that <laughs> just never works the the sneak photos like yeah usually fail yeah and i'm just mid conversation so i'm like you know it's like all right well now we look like a stooge <laughs> uh on a scale one to ten how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner i'm pretty i'm on it but it depends on who it is really like i just i feel like there are most text messages i feel really bad if i don't get right back to but there's a couple that like it'll be a week and you know, but it, but it, again, it's not like it needs to be. If it needs to be responded to, like I'm going to get right back to it. That's good. I man, but if it's that's... yeah, but if it's someone that I talk to like once a year, it, you know, it might be next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's totally fair. Uh, what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Uh, use my diabetes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, let, let, you know, I got to go. Like, I got to take care of this here. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, insulin. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably it. Okay. That works. Or now, you, the bathroom. It's got to be the bathroom. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, if you could pick only one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? That's tough because I have a bigger following on Twitter and I like to use my words, but I enjoy perusing Instagram. I would say, I, I don't know. I, I would have to say Twitter. I, I keep Twitter because it's a, it's a constant form of news and entertainment. I don't know if it's real news or not, but it's something and it's, you know, it's, it's coming at me at a, at a, you know, a rate of speed and I enjoy Twitter during live sports. I, people's reactions are hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you're brave to say Twitter. Most people are not admitting to that this year, even though I feel like everybody relies on it, but nobody wants to be like, I love Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. It's just there. And it's, it's, it's a, yeah, a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? Well, I would say honestly that there's a lot of life ahead of you. I, I think we've all make we all make mistakes, and the worst part about life is just sitting, toiling with yourself, hoping that what you did will change because nothing can be changed in the past. So, you know, I I, I could sit here for days thinking how could I have missed that tire last year and changed my life entirely. But you can't. You have to be like, you know what? We've got uh, another race ahead of us here. Every every day in front of you can only be the ones that you can change. Yeah, man. I tell you what. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure with Indy 500 stuff, it's even harder just because you know that's so important to you guys, and you have to sit and stew over it for a year. And you know, last year for you, like you know, you're leading so many laps, and I'm I'm sure that's not easy. Yeah, it's tough because, like, man, yeah, you're you're always so close to something, right? But if it doesn't happen, then you think, how could it have happened? But realistically, all it does is bring you mental anguish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so this next one is a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person. And uh, your podcast, Speed Street, has become one of my weekly must-listens. Love it. Um, you guys talk about not only IndyCar stuff, but all forms of motorsports and sports in general. It's just, it's just a good listen, recommend it for people. But, um, you, you raise issues on there, you know, that would help the sport. And I know from doing my own thing, um, that that 
can create uh, some blowback at times, but you know, you're, you're an active competitor within the sport. You're not just like a media member. So how do you balance, you know, giving feedback, constructive feedback, and also being an active competitor within the sport? Well, I think it's important to just basically set it out. Like I'm competing. I want to win races, but like I'm a, I was a fan first. Like I was, I was a fan before I was a driver. Like I was here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway every day as a kid before I was even a race car driver. And like, I like to see my series succeed. And, and if there, you know, if there's anyone, I, I, I don't think you could doubt that. Right. Like, and I always try to follow things up with, you know, anything that I say, like, Hey, I think we need to do this better. It's like, it's because I love this series and I like, I like IndyCar racing. Um, and honestly, life is more fun when you and your friends are probably in a successful sport, you know what I mean? And everyone's making more money or there's more attention towards our, you know, what we do, because if we're going to put our lives on the line every weekend, if we're going to put hours and every single day into physical training, mental training, you want that to be worth something, right? It's not necessarily about like, oh, can we put on a better show? It's like we bust our butts to try to be there and put on a show. And if, and if you know, there's not an appreciation for that via whether it's television or, what, or, or anything, you know, then it just makes us feel less like, like, you know, like we, I don't know. There's just so much work that's put into it. And you like like the NFL players that work every day, practice every day to try to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Everyone shows up and everyone watches the Super Bowl. And it's usually an awesome game because you know that those guys have worked all year and every single person in the world is watching them. And like, you know, we kind of want to feel that same thing. Yeah, man, that's a great answer. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so if you felt someone intentionally made contact with you during a race, um, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm thinking of sort of like a Grosjean Ray Hall thing from, uh, Barber. Um, how, how would you handle that? Do you confront them? Do you send a text? Do you just let it go? I, I think there's, there's an interesting way to look at that. I think some people, if you're fighting for a win, it should be an absolute, you know, confrontation. If you're not, well, then you kind of like, and I would say if you're fighting for a win, it needs to be a public confrontation. We see that in NASCAR works well, incredible ratings, right? Great. I mean, good for those guys for going up and, you know, getting into each other's faces because I think it's, it's, it's justified. We're, we're busting our butts for a full day of motorsport, physically sweating, you're tired. And, you know, if someone takes an opportunity away from you, you should absolutely be mad at them. But like, then I also feel like, okay, if I, if, 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 if Scott Dixon or, or, Takuma Sato, let's say, who has, you know, hit some people in the past, but he's a two-time Indy 500 champion, you know what I mean? If I all of a sudden feel like I need to have a conversation, you know, with guys who have a lot more trophies than me, then I'm like, well, you know what? I can't say anything because realistically, you've got more trophies than me and, like, you can just laugh at my face, you know what I mean? So, I I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting – I always feel like I will say something to someone, um, but – I, you know, there's, there's very few grudges that I hold, you know, for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. That's super interesting.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? Over the last year? Oh, um, probably The Wolf of Wall Street or uh, um, yeah, probably The Wolf of Wall Street just always plays at my house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a, or, that's a and long I'm starting, movie too. Yeah, but I've also I've also watched Dune a lot lately. The new Dune movie. I really like that movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. That was a great movie. Um, when you think about IndyCar five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Uh, what worries me the most is that we get left behind um, because we've see, we see NASCAR is a powerhouse constantly. They always will be, it feels like. Um, Formula One is on an, an absolutely meteoric rise. And, you know, until someone does something you know, that, that gets us to that, you know, that level of where people are super pumped about, you know, we obviously have a lot of incredible stuff going on, but like realistically right now, I, 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 the the thing that I'm most worried about is that the conversation continues to be, do you do NASCAR or do you do formula one? I want Mm -hmm. people to ask, Oh, if you race, do you do NASCAR, IndyCar or formula one? You know what I mean? Like, I want IndyCar to be in that conversation, just publicly recognized. And that's kind of what worries me. But the thing that I'm most excited about is, you know, a new car. We need a new car. We need a new just entire revamp of, of the, of the, of the, of the car that we race more power, uh, a, a more integrated chassis with the aero screen. So it can, you know, function a little bit, I would say better for our races. Um, and we just we just need it. We need it. We need more manufacturers, hopefully um, all, all the above. I, I think I'm just excited for the future of just a bit more uh, stuff, you know, just just something new that we can get used to, something new that can be talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over. But the catch is that you get to retain all the knowledge and experience that you have now. So do you accept the offer to go back or do you stay here in the present? Oh yeah. I go back for sure. All the lessons you've learned would help you get some more trophies. Uh, Well, the thing is, is I, I was getting all the trophies when I was growing up. So I, I was very lucky to be successful early on. And, and I think now, you know, you're, you're always one race away from, you know, your career going a completely different direction. And, you know, honestly, like could have been towards formula one in one direction. You know what I mean? So like, I think there is always small things that, yes, I I think it would be interesting to go back each week. uh, I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. And uh, the last one was Jimmy Johnson. And he wanted to know from you, uh, which of your fellow IndyCar drivers is the most fun? <laughs> well, Jimmy hasn't come out for an after party yet, so I, I, I haven't seen Jimmy at full full throttle yet. But um, I honestly think 
if you can get them out, you, Colton is a great time. Like Colton is is a is just a good young dude who is uh, hilarious, and I mean, the guy is the most talented driver on the planet right now. I think like one of the one of the best, certainly the best American driver I think on the planet right now. Um, and you know, it, but it's great. Like he can also just be a good hilarious dude the guy guys just low-key interesting i i guess i i feel like i haven't gotten to see that that side of him maybe uh the media doesn't see it as much or something um is that yeah possible? they don't <laughs> yeah. um well hopefully we can see that i mean because that that sounds that sounds like a good combination you know um, oh yeah yeah and, and if there's someone else i mean alex rossi can have a great time and i respect him for coming out to my 30th birthday party and uh that that man will uh, w- will always uh, step up to a challenge, whether that's at the bar or in a race. You know what I mean? Like I respect I respect what Alex can do um, as a as a fun human being. Wow! See, see, there's another one. That's that's really interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next interview I'm doing um, is with Kenny Wallace because uh, the NASCAR race in St. Louis is coming up, and he's a St. Louis guy. So I thought I'd get him on here. Um, do you have a question I might be able to ask Kenny Wallace? Oh man, Kenny Wallace is a legend. Uh a legend on the internet. <laughs> there used to be more of a crossover of open wheel drivers sometimes like the AJ Foyts, the Mario Andretti's, uh you know, racing in NASCAR and it, 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 I would like to see if he wants to see if if he would like to see more of that. If he would like to see more of a, not necessarily like the, you know, the, the big stories, like if Montoya or Danica went over there, but like, you know, if there's a, if there's a good team that gives a good driver an opportunity, you know, at the Daytona 500, would you want to see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I love like, that. Or, or w- would that, would that be something that, you know, that, that the NASCAR community would respect or would be interested in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, let's he's... say the Indy. The IndyCar champion at the end of the year, you know, got a ride with Hendrick, right? Or like, or there was like a, you know, there was an opportunity that, you know, because we talk about Kyle Busch coming over to the Indy 500 or Fernando Alonso, whatever it is. But like, you know, would it be cool to see the other side too? Like, hey, like we'd love to see like an IndyCar guy come over to do the Daytona 500 in a decent package. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, man, thank you so much for, for doing this. I really appreciate you hopping on here again. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem at all. All right, everybody. There you have it. Connor Daly on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Um, Really uh, almost an excuse to talk to some of these people sometimes that you just want to catch up with. And uh, 12 Questions is is a great forum for that. So uh, appreciate his time. And as you heard there, coming up next week is Kenny Wallace. And uh, I tell you what, I, I already taped that conversation, and it's one of the better 12 Questions uh, certainly one of the longest, um, ever. So, uh, really a lot to, to dig into on that one. And I'm looking forward to you hearing that one and and letting me know what you think about it. Anyway, I appreciate you for listening as always. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast.